Hey, it's Danielle Laporte, and this is my podcast called With Love, Danielle, because with love. Essentially, it's a one-woman show about my explorations into self-realization. Every Thursday episode, I answer a Q&A, and those questions come from the audience, from listeners, people like yourself. You can go to daniellelaporte.com with love to submit your question. These are adult conversations, typically, FYI, and I'm sitting here in my living room recording them, so you are going to hear the sounds of my neighborhood in East Vancouver. Welcome with love. So I've gotten a few questions about how to deal with family when it's difficult to go back for home visits. This is a great time to get into this because Canadian Thanksgiving is coming up. Happy Thanksgiving. And U.S. Thanksgiving, then Christmas holidays, Hanukkah, lots of occasions for us to be gathering with relatives, whatever we celebrate, however we feel about that celebration, politically, personally, lots of us heading homes on plane trains and automobiles. So here we go. Just want to say a little personal disclaimer. I love my family. Hey, mom. Hey, Dad. (laughs) And what I'm about to suggest doesn't have to be just for a big occasion. This can work with the person who makes you most kooky and you're just meeting in the cafe. All right, so here are some ideas for staying sane and ideally for being your most loving self, even if you feel like you got to get the hell out of there. So many mixed emotions, right? Yeah, welcome. Welcome home for the holidays. Let's start with love. Let's start with, there are many of us on the planet where our actual birth homes, our families of origin, going back to there is, it's nourishing and it's fulfilling and we're excited and the food is great and it's all, it's actually, for real, a place of refuge. Lots of others of us, it is rife with psychological, fractious, tension, not feeling heard, seen, felt, understood, political differences, food, you don't eat anymore, but everybody forgot that you don't eat that food anymore. (laughs) Like one time in my early days of being a vegetarian, by the way, I look forward to going home for the holidays. Just got to say that in case my dad's listening. Uh, I really do. In my early days of being a vegetarian, I remember going back one year and my dad was like, so you're not eating meat? I was like, no. Well, what do you eat? Well, the dad, I mean, there's I like vegetables. There's a whole family of vegetables. I, I, there's pasta, there's fruit, there's nuts. There's so much other than dead animal flesh, dad. Like, come on. And he's like, all right. So you eat chicken though, right? <laughs> So let's run through some survival and thrival, like higher self-loving approaches to just getting home. On one level, just like dialing it in, going for duty. On another level, going home to give and receive love. And on another level, in the spirit of like building, nourishing family and community, all the joy that family is. I want to start this list with love. So here's the guiding question through 
all visits, all the time. What would love do? You can be the agent of love in the situation. Now, I can pause here and say lots of us have pre-existing trauma. There are lots of ways that we can get triggered by parents and aunts and uncles and siblings. I get all that. I'm going to assume here that you have the desire to like expand in your heart, that you want to be that loving person, and that you've got like your girlfriends and your therapist on speed dial. We'll, we'll talk about those survival things, but I just want to begin on a high note. When something stressful or sometimes enraging happens, what would love do? Love is not denial of things that happened in the past. Love isn't blind. And love isn't a pushover. When you are loving yourself first, so let's assume that you are approaching the home base with self-respect and self-adoration. When you've got that going on for yourself, when you're honoring yourself, then you can balance the scales and bring that love forward in any situation. You're making love the first priority when you're going back home. And that's your way of giving love its true place in the family, its place of power. So love knows what harmony feels like, and it doesn't care so much what harmony looks like on the outside. So things can be disruptive and chaotic and triggering and messy and hoardy and not your style on the outside, but you can still be feeling experiencing, generating, offering love from within. It's absolutely possible. It's the call for a lot of us when we go home. It's the call in our workplace. It's the call in our own homes that we have created to generate love from within, extend that love no matter what's going on on the outside. So can you do that with your creepy uncle? Can you do that when your mom drives you fucking nuts? You know what? You can. I'll end with some poetics about what that love looks like. Okay, so let's go into the survival things. Okay, survival technique numero uno, before you are heading home for the occasion, pre-schedule a therapy or coaching appointment before your family visit. All right, so you're going to you're going to get psyched up literally before you get on the plane or the train. And you're going to ask your shrink or your coach to remind you of a few things. It's like super healthy to actually ask for this kind of validation. Ask that person to reflect back to you your worth and your strengths. You're just you're go, you're going in to get some cheerleading, some reserves of being seen, felt and heard before you you head in, all right? So, it's a primal and a profound request. And then whatever your best friend, your psychologist or your coach is reflecting back to you, you're going to carry those positive affirmations with you, like smelling salts for when you get clouded with criticism and the self-doubt that could be generated. And it can go like this. So so tell me why I'm a high-functioning person who's up to good stuff in the world. Remind me that I'm capable. Remind me again why I matter on the planet. Remind me again why my opinions matter. Can you just remind me, just sum up for me, would you, how far I've come? That's it. That professional encourager in your life is going to reflect all those good things back to you. You're going to keep those like little sound bites and nuggets that you're going to put in your the pouch 
of your consciousness. You might also want to ask for reminders of your sensitive spots, your deep sensitivity. It's wise to name those wounds. You've probably been doing it if you're in therapy. Name those wounds so you know where you need to have some extra protection. You already know your sensitive spots. You've been working on healing them for a long time. But this is like a pep talk reality check to review your very mental health basics. And my goal is something like this. You're really sensitive to not feeling heard. Okay, got it. Thank you. Check. You get activated when your parent or relative tells you how to parent (laughs) your own children or your other significant person or yourself. You long to be attuned to. Again, if those are the topics you've been working on in a therapeutic context, you will be well aware of those. We're just going in in advance before you're going to go back to your family and your relatives to just be reminded of those things. Then you're going to ask your sanity professional to help you with managing expectations of others. This is part of being a spiritual grown-up. This is part of parenting yourself. And I think this might be the most important request of all you can make from your professional encourager. Just because you've spent thousands of dollars on workshops and, and mysticism research, and you have evolved into a supreme Buddha-like sympathetic light worker, activist, vegetarian, clean-eating <laughs> environmentalist, it does not mean that your clan, your crew will appreciate how very illuminated and superior you are to them. So here's the thing to remember. Some people change. Happens all the time. Miraculous changes happen, by the way. We should fan the flame of hope for miraculous change with people. And some people don't change, ever. Some people are living a life based on not changing. So do this. All that enlightenment and illumination that you have been spending so much of your life generating and paying for in therapy, you're going to apply that enlightenment to simply being more loving in this situation. Nothing fancy. It's not about your activism. It's not about the spectrums of your consciousness. It's not about your Enneagram type or what's happening in the stars or who you are on the Myers-Briggs. You know what you're going to do? You're just going to give everyone around you a fucking break. That's it. You do not need to have them recognize your radiance or have everyone around you acknowledge how far you've come. Mm -mm. That's what you pay other people for. (laughs) That's why you have good friends. It would be wonderful if they recognize that, if they could acknowledge that, if they could resonate with it, but they might never. And that's okay. It doesn't mean they are less than you. It may still actually hurt you that they do not recognize you, even though you've done all this work and even though you live so much more in your fullness. It may still hurt. That's okay. It probably will. It's actually part of being aware to know that it still hurts. But your hard-earned evolution, your diligently nurtured light is inextinguishable, no matter where you go, no matter who you're with, and you know it. You are love. And this is where you put that truth to the test. Okay, so survival tip number one. 
get some confirmation of how beautiful you are before you go. Number two, text your besties. Text anybody, anybody on the outside. And you're going to warn your friends or agree with your friends that you will be texting them for sanity check-ins, that their job, if they sign up for this, is to diffuse the crazy making with memes of like hope (laughs) versus despair. So you're going to be hiding in the guest room sleeping on the couch in the basement next to the washing machine. And you're going to be texting bizarre stuff that your uncle said to you. Uh, (laughs) And you're going to be asking for your wiser friends to just give you some medicine and just have a good laugh with you. You just like imagine that silver cord running from you to your best friends, your other life you have where you were recognized and people know how fucking awesome you are. Uh, Your friend can remind you that you are sexy, you are competent, And you can get back in there and you can just go have a second helping of dessert. That is all going to be okay when you come back to your real house. Yeah. And this reminds me of a great quote from Wayne Dyer who said, your friends are God's way of apologizing for your family. (laughs) For lots of us, our family are our friends. Just want to say that. Okay. All right. Survival tip number three, pre-schedule some therapy for when you come back from that event. You want to preempt any meltdowns and you want to schedule an appointment for a few days after you get home. Just knowing that you have a therapy appointment, a coaching session, or a meeting, a hangout session with one of your dearest friends waiting for you when you get back from whatever you refer to as your family of origin place, it's going to calm your nervous system down. I think sooner is better in terms of having that meeting so your emotions that have been stirred up during the holiday or the event, whatever it is, so that those emotions don't get hard and calcify and start to fester. So when you're feeling all triggered over turkey dinner, knowing that you have a therapy session or a coaching session coming up is going to help you cool yourself down during political discussions, going to help you manage your feelings of utter annihilation and invisibility. Help is on the way. Just take a deep breath and pass the potatoes. A few more tips that are related to your body. Now, A lot of us, when we go home for celebrations, there's lots of sugar, there's lots of gluten, there's lots of wheat, there's lots of carbs, there's lots of things that on a good day, when we are moving our bodies and eating clean, are not good for us. And we're just compounding sugar on top of sugar. So listen, keep it as clean as you can before you go in, and then just approach that, all that eating that's about to happen with a sense of abundance and a sense of celebration. Just leave the guilt at the door. Notice what's going in your mouth and why it's going in your mouth. And rest in the fact that you kind of cleaned up your diet a bit in advance. And then when you're dive bombing on the brownies for the first time and you feel your abandonment issues flare up, know that you can go back to grace and clean eating when you get home. This is a pause. Pause, guilt-free, and in celebration. So during and after, so we're still focused on your body, breathing is going to help you a lot before, during, and after being triggered. Just breathe. So I want to teach you a method. It's called Nadi Shodhana breathing or alternate nostril breathing. It helps balance the the right and the left energy channels, or another way to look at this is the masculine and the feminine 
channels within all of us, doesn't matter how you identify. And with that kind of balance comes more harmony and more alignment with your higher self. And also more attention on the lower aspects of yourself. This works great in family get-togethers. I'll leave those instructions in the show notes for you. If that's too complex, just breathe. Your breath returns you to the present. And by present, I mean your presence. And by presence, I mean your heart. And by heart, I mean your absolute divine intelligence, where you know who you are, where you came from, and that you are constantly, eternally supported by divine forces, by the Great Spirit, Divine Father, Divine Mother, all that, and just some steady breathing to bring you home. Super practical tip. This is one of my favorites. Music. What music reminds you of you? Make a playlist before you go that helps you affirm that you're a really cool human being. I'm going to make a playlist for you. It'll be in the show notes. On the train there, in your bedroom at night, sleeping on the couch because all the other bedrooms are full. In the shower in the morning as you're brushing your teeth, just play that music that has you know you're so cool. Somebody knows who you are. There's a whole population that resonates with who you are at your core. Let that music remind you of that. All right. Power phrases. Before you go, come up with three simple statements that you can say to yourself all the time. Here are some suggestions. I matter. That's it. As you're doing the dishes, as you're feeling rejected, as you're trying to be more loving and more understanding and really be the best of yourself, you can just be saying to yourself, I matter. I matter. I matter. I attract and receive love. I attract and receive love. I give and receive love. I give and receive love. My life is full of beauty. I am safe. I am loved. I am guided by spirit in all I say and do. That's it. Three simple statements of divine love and support that you're going to say to yourself whenever you need them. Might be needing them a lot, depending where you're going. Okay, talismans a love note in your wallet, some truth bombs on your phone. If you're traveling without your significant other and they're a source of comfort for you, bring their lightly worn underwear, (laughs) tightly grip it in your hand when you sleep at night. Bring their t-shirt, sleep with it under your pillow, a picture of you together, a stone, a photo, an acorn, something, something to just have you remember who you are, bring you back to your breath. All right, after. Mantras. Mantras are always amazing for calming the mind and boosting your immunity system, actually. And all that familial stress can really take a toll on your nervous system. So I will leave some mantras for you in the show notes, or you might just want to get on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and look for uh, the Gayatri Mantra from Deva Pramal. It's about removing obstacles saying thank you. Thank you messages for whatever you can be genuinely thankful for in that moment. Gratitude is medicine in all occasions, and there is always so much to appreciate no matter who you're with and what is going on around you. Even if you had a fight in the kitchen, even if your shit got all activated, you are a loving creature. 
You're here to love and be loved and give more love. We're all hungry for the same thing, to know that we are loved. Gratitude is always followed by a loving response. Gratitude will generate more love within and more love without. Hey, hey, I've got a free book for you. Like, for real free, for real a book. Like, you, it's printed, you hold it in your hands, it comes in the mail, someone delivers it, hug them when they deliver it. I am gifting my book, White Hot Truth, subtitle, Clarity for Keeping It Real on Your Spiritual Path from One Seeker to Another, that's me, to you. Let me tell you what people said. Eve Ensler says that White Hot Truth comes straight from the messy, complicated world of authentic life experience. Danielle is a force field of energy, mm, wonder, yeah, humor, that's so funny, and love. Marianne Williamson, running for president of the United States, go, says that I keep it spiritual, I keep it real, and I keep it good. Yeah. Lots of other really smart people think this is pretty decent. It's one of my favorite offerings, actually. So do you want it because you were here listening to With Love, Danielle? All right, let me give you the how-tos of this. Go to my website, daniellelaporte.com slash shop. And then you use this code at checkout, podcast love. That's all one word, podcast love. The book, like it's $25, it's probably $3 on Amazon because <clears throat> they're like that. Yeah, so in addition to getting the book, you just pay shipping. Listen, if you live in Australia, it costs you $900 to ship this there, but it's worth it. Uh, the bonus stuff is that you get access to what we called, because it was, it is, the world's hottest book club guide for conversation and contemplation, where here's the vision that I see hundreds, thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people getting together in their living rooms, their boardrooms, going for a walk in yoga studios to have discussions about the topics in this book, which is everything we do around personal development that sometimes we should be celebrating because we're really firmly on the path of making progress. And other times our self-help is just a slippery slope to self-criticism. There you have it. White hot truth. White hot meaning the center of a flame is actually not blue. It's white. It's so pure. It's so certain in itself is how I like to look at it, that at that temperature, it can melt metal. So the idea here is you are getting to that center of truth for yourself, your own white hot flame that has you live on purpose according to what your heart says. Listen, all that in a book. Come on, daniellelaporte.com slash shop. Podcast love, this book in your hands. All right, let's wrap with light and love. So a light practice, so simple. On your way to where you're going, during being there and departing, imagine that you are being held and guided by a great light source above you. It could be a sun. You could imagine yourself in an egg of light. It could be a star that beams down from above you. What I suggest is a bright dynamic orb of light, let's say 21 feet above your head, and it is 
perpetually shining down on you. It is dynamic. It's full of life force. It is radiating prana. It is yours. It's all there for you. Keeps you nourished. Keeps you clear. Keeps you aware of the love that is always there for you and the love that you always are. Home stretch. Let's remind ourselves about what true love really is. Love is centered and inclusive and she has boundaries. He is gentle and strong. Love may make requests. Love may melt into an apology. Love may weep with humility and grace. Love may just walk away. Love knows what's best for every situation. Love transcends tradition and policy and history. Love includes tradition and policy and history. Love innovates. Love is always accessible. Love is home. And you are that wherever you go. Thank you so much for listening, for feeling, for spreading the word. You can find me here in a new episode every Thursday and every Sunday with love.